Welcome to the Conversation of Money podcast. I'm your host, Peter Komalafe, and you've guessed it, this is where we talk about money. And it is my mission to empower you, to help you make the best financial decisions possible. Why? Because money is a tool, life is for living. Let's go. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I hope you're well. Hope you had an amazing weekend. We had some amazing weather, didn't we? I mean, oh my God, it felt like summer and we're in April, which is just amazing after all this time. Anyway, this episode, oh my God, I've been waiting to get this out for months. We recorded this in January because all the way through last year, when we were in lockdown, the only thing that I could think about was, well, Pete, you're creating content that's basically telling people and teaching people how to invest. But people have been furloughed. People have lost their jobs. So they may not actually have the money to invest. So one of the things that was in the back of my mind was, dude, you have to do something that can empower people to make additional income. Because one thing we have definitely learned from last year, and I've certainly learned it, is we have to have different streams of income. And so in this episode today, we are going to be talking about how you can generate side hustles, additional streams of income. We're going to get into the meat and potatoes of the matter of a topic that I know that you've probably heard about and you've you've certainly come across before, and that is Amazon FBA. There are so many myths, so many rumors about, oh my God, can it, does it really work? So on and so forth. And I've got to tell you, I have a guest on the show today that is the connoisseur of Amazon FBA. He's an amazing guy. It's the first collaboration that I'm going to be doing on YouTube with another YouTube channel. And he's going to give you the lowdown today all about Amazon FBA. There will be a video that will be on the YouTube channel on Tuesday where he's going to run a tutorial. We're going to do a live Q&A session as well. I'm really, really excited to have him here. Stephen from Marketplace Superheroes. Welcome. I am delighted to be here. What a great introduction. Wow. I've meat potatoes. I was getting hungry almost. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate you spending the time with us here. Um, Yeah. So look, tell us about you. Tell us about what you do and how you got started. Sure. Well, I am from just across the road from you here in Ireland, and I'm 33 years old, just to give people some uh, perspective on my age or uh, just so you know that. And like a lot of people here, you know, it was like over 10 years ago, 12 years ago, I was in the somewhat of the corporate world. I was a data processor, which was so boring. (laughs) I would just type information from a form into a computer all day long. And uh, the reason I did that job was I was actually trying to make it in the music industry. Okay. And uh, you might you might have told that didn't work out. That's okay. I'm over <laughs> it now. And so I was in here and I was working away and doing the music thing. And then, of course, you know, like every new band, the band right, broke up, right? And that, I thought that was what I was going to do with my life. Luckily for me, I was studying business at nighttime in college. I didn't finish uh, college, actually. But what I got doing that was a love for business theory. And I was just reading business books every day, basically. So the band breaks up. I'm still reading business books. And I, I started getting a bit unhealthy for a period of time. I was drinking a lot, eating bad food, because I was just lost. Like, And I think a lot of people can relate to that. And so about a year of just being a lazy whatever, I started reading personal development books in my very early 20s. And the book that changed my life, without sounding too cliche, was a book called How to Get from Where You Are to Where You Want to Be by Jack Canfield. And it's, he's actually got a longer book called The Success Principles that I, I love. And it's the first 25 chapters, basically, of The Success Principles. So I started reading this book and I'm like, 
yeah, I got to take responsibility for my life. Stop blaming people and things like that. And I got to, I got to get out of this situation that I'm in right now. And so I started Googling online, how to make money online. And for anybody that's listening, you know, when you Google that, you're not going to get some good stuff back. I didn't really know that. I was just like, look, can I, how do I make money? I had no idea. I used to Google in my job, right? Business ideas. And if I found somebody else doing the idea, I'd be like, oh, I can't do that idea now, Mm -hmm. which is so stupid. Now where I am at this point in time, after building all these companies and learning all I've learned, but genuinely that's where I was back then. So cut long story short, I started looking into all these different businesses and none of them are interesting. They're all kind of scammy internet things. And I got to the point of like, well, what's a business I can do where I don't have to be an expert in anything. I don't have to have tons of experience. I can just go and sell something. And it was physical products. So again, I started buying some different courses and I didn't do anything with the courses. I was consuming, consuming, consuming. And I got to a place of like, I need someone to help me with this. I'm just not going to do anything on my own. So I started to tell my family, I want to sell physical products on the internet. And luckily for me, my aunt, who I didn't really see very often because she lived in Northern Ireland, she reaches out to me and says, my friend Robert, who's still my business partner to this day, for anybody listening, he's doing this. He's got his own warehouse. He's got people working there. He sells on eBay and Amazon in the UK at the time. And I was like, I can't believe this. This is the greatest thing ever. So I went up to see Robert. I worked in the warehouse. Uh, it was freezing cold. There was little rats running around the place. But I loved it, you know? I actually saw real products being sold to real people for the first time in my life. It wasn't these wishy-washy courses. It was a real business. And so uh, I basically quit my job uh, as a data processor. Uh, I moved into my aunt's spare room. And I worked with Robert in this warehouse with his uh, team for about nine months, learning everything that I could. And I started selling some of his products that were lying around the warehouse that were kind of like returns or whatever on eBay. And I, I learned everything I could about that. I had to do listings on eBay uh, and everything in between. And I, I was making some decent money then doing that on the site. And so Robert and I became great friends at this point. I was learning everything from him. And I started bringing some of the business theory that I'd been reading about into this business. And so all of a sudden, I actually had value to offer Robert, and I didn't realize it. So we restructured a lot of things. We were able to put systems in place to make our lives easier. And cutting a long story short, we basically decided, look, why do, why do we have these warehouses whenever we could utilize this thing called Amazon FBA, which we all know is sending products to Amazon's warehouses, and they will actually ship them out on our behalf and all of that. So we did that, and we got rid of the warehouses. Unfortunately, we had to get rid of all the, the staff at that time, but it was a very, it, it was something that that business was really old and needed to be re-engineered. So we did, we brought in brand new products. We started from scratch again for about a year. Robert and I literally lived on, uh, I lived on about 500 pounds a month. <laughs> I don't know how I did it, uh, but that's like, I was, I was literally just working. I had no money, but it was because we didn't have anything else going. We didn't have a side gig. We had to make it work. And long story short, within a year, we got the business to doing about, because uh, it's a UK audience now, which I'm not, not usually speaking to, which is cool. We're doing about a million pounds a year in revenue, about 30% net profit before tax. So nice. it was decent. Uh, we weren't pocketing all that now, but we were making okay money uh, at that time. And we started to grow and grow and grow. And that's really where the Amazon thing started. And obviously we've done marketplace superheroes and we run freight companies and all kinds of things now, which we can get into. But that was the initial thing for me and how I got started in this whole industry. And uh, it's been quite a ride over the last 10 years. Amazing. So I want to I circle back on something you just said there because um, 
I'm interested to know your experience of the uh, of the music industry. I used to do production um, back in the day, and um, yeah. as you probably know, it's a very very fickle fickle business. Yeah. How did you? What was your? Um, how did you find the whole realizing actually this isn't really going to work, and then the dread of actually just a normal job because I found that it was. In my head, I it just didn't compute for the longest time. Like, I'm not going to be able to do this. I've got to go find a, a job. How how did that affect you in terms of like your transition into what you're doing now? Yeah, um, it's it's a really interesting question. Like for me, what kind of happened was that the band ended, and so I was sort of out of the industry then for a couple of years. But while I was in the industry, yeah, it's definitely a fickle industry. We actually did okay with our band. You know, we were speaking to a lot of record labels at the time, which you don't really need nowadays. Mm-hmm. But of course, then it was a little bit different even 10 years ago, 11 years ago. Uh, and so we were going well. And I actually played on TV here in Ireland like a number of times. I was doing a bit of session work as well. And I was trying to make the whole working during the day work while doing that. And in, in honestly, like I think you've got to be incredibly passionate about music to really make it work. Because I was actually writing a lot of songs and sending them out to different like critiquing companies in the US. And uh, I would get up at like two o'clock in the morning to listen to them mm-hmm. critique my song. They would do it live. And I remember a guy said to me, he said like, you're like an eight out of 10 when it comes to writing commercial uh, songs. And he's like, but in order to become uh, successful, you need to get to like a nine, 9.5. And he said like, that could take you 15 years to get that good. Or it could take you five years. And I remember when I heard that, I was like, you know, I don't think I have 10 to 15 years of working in these boring jobs. Mm-hmm. Really. I don't think I have enough passion for it. And I definitely didn't. And I'll be, I will, I will be very frank and say, I'm much better on my actual strengths as a human. We're much more aligned to business and different businesses than they were in the music industry. I, I actually thought I was good enough. And reality, looking back, I wasn't good enough, you know? Yeah, you know what? It's it's very, very interesting you say that because I think the experience is pretty much the same across the industry for many people. I mean, my yeah. friend who I started with, he's still doing it now. He's now 15 years on, only just now starting to actually get the uh, notoriety and the yes. and the recognition that he's worked all these years for. So it's paying yeah. dividend. Okay, so tell me a little bit about Marketplace Superheroes. How did sure. that come about? What do you actually do right now? Yeah, um, so we do a number of things, but I'll keep it as simple as I can. So how Marketplace Superheroes came about was Robert and I, we were running this Amazon business for about four years together, and it was cool. You know, we were taking nice vacations off to uh, Florida every year. Uh, Our families used to go together, and it was great. Like, we were having a good time. We're making pretty good money uh, each, every single month. But I got to a place where I was studying a lot of marketing. I love marketing. And one of the things I was studying was a lot of direct response marketing. So how to do webinars and things like that. I had no project to base it on. And another thing happened, which was we saw, I saw a lot of people releasing courses about Amazon. And at the time, I felt like, you know, we have a very different way of doing things. We don't sell hyper-competitive products. We actually were selling in multiple countries at that point at Amazon at that time. Still do. Our members do as well to this day, uh, which is the basis for our freight company as well. But we had a very different way of looking at it. So I felt like if I can marry together uh, my skills in marketing, along with this different way of doing things that we have it, along with the fact that there are literally millions of products that you can sell on Amazon. And we were just like, there's no way we can sell every product. I see people have been taught how to do things, in my opinion, and Robert's opinion, the wrong way. 
you know, not doing their numbers correctly and things like that. I see people have been led down a bad path. Let's see if we can help people. So basically we started teaching just people we knew how we were doing things and they got up and running they started selling some products and they were doing pretty well. And, uh, and it was, it really went from there. You know, we were absolutely no, absolute nobodies. I always say we were two weird Irish guys. We still are weird Irish guys, but we just like had no following. And so I started going into, I, I literally would do phone calls with people and talk to them about what we had and, and, and then sell the course to them. So we did that for a couple of years. And then, you know, one of the biggest things we saw is we started to get maybe a thousand students or something with nearly 8,000 students. Now we saw like people have problems in this business. You know, they're, they're finding it hard to ship products from China in many cases to the U S or UK or uh, further afield. And we were just like, we can help people with this. So we, a couple of years ago, we started trying to get a freight company together. That was very innovative because we help our membership small quantities from the Far East and, and save them a lot of money. Because traditionally, when you ship a small quantity of stock, cost you a lot of money. Fortune. Yeah. Cost you a fortune. Because freight forwarders are just like, <laughs> you know, this is a tiny <laughs> order. This is not going to pay me much money. Yeah. So I have to charge you a fortune. Whereas as we started to get more people come into our program, more people having success, we just had thousands of students that could, uh, basically, we could put our own containers on from China and bring them in. Long story short, you know, now we're doing a marketplace in nearly six years, uh, five and a bit years, and our freight company, Superhero Freight, is well established. In 2020, last year, we actually shipped 2 million items wow. from China to US. We have a big base in Houston. We have a base in Northern Ireland, uh, which, of course, this year we've had to make some changes with Brexit, uh, which isn't that big of a deal, really, in, in the Amazon space. And we've actually got a warehouse in Australia as well. And that's growing really, really well. So our business has really morphed from, we were a course, and now we're more of like a partnership with our clients where we do the freight with them, we ship our own stuff, and we actually invest in a number of our members too. Uh, as well as that, we actually have a lot of software and services, like we do translations and everything we can. So we keep on looking at the problems our clients have, solve the problems for them, know that we have thousands of people doing the same business and we can help everybody uh, save them money. And as we always say, you know, if, if you're not successful, we can't be successful because we're both in this together. And I think in the online course space, that's very rare. Most times it's just a course and people walk away, you know? Yeah, I mean, so you guys are proper, proper legit. And this is one of the things that I liked when I was speaking with Lisa. Um, yeah. Because, so this is my experience of coming across Amazon FBA sellers yes. online. They're either American... <laughs> Yeah. And they're either selling this course and this, you can do five to seven, you know, figures income yeah. and, you know, six figure incomes and relatively quick. It's easy. This is sure. all someone had to do. I get yeah. that. And that kind of further feeds this whole narrative of it's just full of a whole, a load of scammers. And one thing that I like speaking about, you know, speaking to Lisa was I, I've watched your YouTube channel. So you literally sit there on YouTube and you have a look at products, right? How do you select yeah. it? So on and so forth. So there's yeah. a lot of education, empowering people that goes alongside that is, as well. Yes. And it's interesting. I didn't quite get the full um, scope of the freight business that you built until you just explained it there. So really what you've done is you've had a look at the opportunity based on the students that you have and said, look, we've got economies of scale here. We can help you here yeah. and actually do it yourself. And to have, you know, warehouses in Australia and across the States, that's, pretty legit it's well it's it's i'll just give you a more because i'll i'll tell you anything you know because we're we're the most transparent business out there you know and on our youtube channel as you say we do case studies all the time with members and we talk about 
products that they're selling. We don't always reveal them now, just to be to be frank, because mm-hmm. again, if we did, it would just be a nightmare. Uh, and that's not the point of Marketplace Superheroes. We really want to show people how, teach them how to fish rather than just giving them the mm-hmm. go sell this, because that doesn't work out mm-hmm. well. But on our freight company, like we opened open a Canadian warehouse this year. It's actually open now at this point in time. And it costs us like 750,000 US, so about, five, about a half a million pounds just to open that warehouse, you know? So like we couldn't do that if we didn't have our education business. That does help us fund a lot of these things. But I just think it's a cool thing that like, you know, we're not just like making money teaching stuff and then we're like all these other guys you mentioned. Because I will say like, if you don't have a freight partner who's really good, if you don't have a lot of these different things you really need with an Amazon business or any e-commerce business, you're going to struggle because like it is a big, you're selling physical items. And that was why I initially started Marketplace with Robert because it, like you said, people were just like, oh, just do any item. It's easy and blah, blah, blah. And like, it's not like, that's not the truth. Like the reality is that it's not that it's hard, but you need to have a process for finding items the bigger thing is you need to do your numbers, you know? You need to understand that it's a tr- there's the weight of a product, the size of a product. These are important things you have to consider. And then and then obviously there's duties and taxes and things like that. That's not to put anybody off because we have these calculators that you basically put in all the information and it tells you to the cent how much money you're going to make when you sell at X price. Mm-hmm. So you're very confident going in, you're doing things the right way. I just find a lot of people in the Amazon space, there are one of two things. Number one, they're a marketer. Uh, they just market all the time. I'm very fortunate. Robert's a product guy. Uh, people might think I'm more of a marketing guy, and that may be true to some degree, but I bring that in so we market things better on Amazon. But the other side of it too, it's like they don't talk about the nitty gritty. And I think that's what we're brilliant at. We will we will give you the exact profitability. Like I even said earlier on, you know, when we were doing like a, a million pounds a year or 1.2 million pounds a year, 30% of that was net profit before tax. Mm. Well, it, it, but these guys are like, you'll make 60% margins. And when people are just like, they don't even know what that means, you know? Yeah. So it's, it, you have to, you need to have real things. Yeah. And it's a real, it is a real business, by the way, selling real products, yeah. you know? I think you're, you're absolutely right there because I think I talk a lot about investing. And yep. oftentimes people will be like, you know, that example that you just gave, you'll make 60% margin. Well, what does that actually mean? What do you it sounds, mean? It sounds sexy. I've I've sold this much. Well, yeah. actually, that's how much you've sold. There are costs involved with you selling that. So what is your net position? And it's these language, these terms that people don't often understand, and it can yeah. skew the reality of what they're going to go into because they're not given the full picture. Oh man, like a hundred percent. The one of the most annoying things. Now I 60, 60, 65% of our audience are from the US. So I love people from the US. I have no problem there whatsoever. But what bothers me is a lot of these US guys, they'll say, I made a uh, million dollars on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Hold on then. What do you mean you made? Like the, the, mm-hmm. the, that's not, no, 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 no. I, no, that's turnover. Okay. It's revenue. It's mm-hmm. sales. It's not how much you made, like you just said. So language is a, is a thing. And actually on an investing thing, we're we're big into investing in terms of like how we talk about selling on Amazon. And actually like the returns in an Amazon business are really good because when you invest a pound, let's just say into a product like, well, you're looking to get a return on investment of 100% there or a, we call it a profit on investment. Mm-hmm. So whatever you invest, you're going to double your money uh, when you make a sale. And that's another thing too. Like for some people, the idea of investing 5,000 pounds into a business and best will in the world like if that just turns once, as in you sell out once, you're going to make 10,000, 5,000 profit. Like for some people, that's like 
disappointing, quote unquote, because they have this like unreal expectation. But actually what happens with an e-commerce business when you do it the right way, this type of business specifically is you can start small, you can invest small, but as you invest more and you put, you keep your money in your business, like what happens is you start to sell out faster because your products start to get more established. You sell in multiple countries. You know, we don't just sell on amazon.com in the US or amazon.co.uk. We sell in multiple Amazon websites at the same time. And our freight company really helps our members with that because we have a base in those mm-hmm. countries. Um, but, but as well as that, like the more countries you put your stock into, you'll sell out faster. So actually you can end up turning your money three, four times a year, you keep your money in there and you actually do grow very quickly then. And it's, it's really, it is amazing when you break down the numbers, how possible it is to make an extra, you know, 2000 pounds, 5,000 pounds or more. You can get to wherever you want to go, but you got to invest in it. And I think as well, like compared to traditional investments, it's a really, it's really good. And like, I think as well that it's good to have a balanced portfolio of investing as well. But I do think as well that sometimes, as you know, because you talk about this, even investing, we're not taught like the reality of investing very much as like, for example, there's a thing we, you will know about this, uh, the deposit uh, guarantee scheme in a bank. So in other words, for anyone who doesn't know what that means, all it means is a bank will only guarantee so much money in your bank account. So in most countries, UK as well, about a hundred thousand pounds per person usually. But when I didn't have money, I didn't know that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. right? Because you're like, well, I don't have any money. Mm-hmm. But as you start to go further and further in life, you start to realize, you know, people don't actually teach you very much about investing. And a lot of the thing of like, just keep saving or even like, just get a pension fund. There's more to it than that. You know yeah. what I mean? You, I'll tell you what, we could wax lyrical for hours <laughs> just on yes. that topic right there. Because yeah. it, it's so... I, the key thing that I always said said is my guides on YouTube and on the podcast and everywhere that I, I talk about this kind of stuff is, you know, education is, 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 is key. And that's whether you're investing in markets or whether you're starting a business, education is key. You have to understand the language and how to use that language, how to speak that language. Yeah. And you used um, kind of like a, a comparable before where you talked about teaching people how to fish. That's exactly what I believe in. It's like, you don't take someone on a pond full of like fish and cast the the bait and fish for them and be like, there you go, feed yourself for a day. The whole point is to teach them how to fish so that they can return to that lake, to that pond at any given time and fish on their own. And I think as long as you're empowering people, that is the most important thing because you're allowing them to have the, the, the sustainability in the future of their own without any reliance on, on something else. And I'm interested to know, you've made a lot of sense in terms of, you know, it's something that you have to invest in and keep money in. And this, I want to ask about your experience um, online and whether you've seen this or not about mm-hmm. people wanting a quick, quick return, like a quick, <laughs> I just want to make money quickly. Yeah, yeah. Which, oh, do you find that's a common thing? Oh, oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I could talk about that all day as well. Like you could about the other stuff. You know, uh, we're very similar to us, which is cool. Like I, I think it's great chatting you. But uh, yeah, like it's a big, it's a big issue, and I, I think it comes down to like one of my favorite books. It's a bit of a crass title, but it's a brilliant book called The Millionaire Fast Lane by MJ DeMarco. Amazing book. I highly recommend it to all of your listeners. Um, I recommend it to my listeners all the time. The thing about that book is very interesting is he talks about this idea of we're all taught like events of money are like the thing. So for example, you go on Dragon's Den in the UK, mm-hmm. you have this idea, right? And then you ask for money, they give you money, and then you sell it 
for a hundred million pounds in three years. And the media are all about that, right? Yeah, Let's yeah, get yeah. that story out there because they want us to watch yeah. their thing so they can sell advertising. Mm-hmm. That's not conspiracy theory. That's just reality, mm-hmm. right? So, so what's happened as a society then is we've been fed this, this message, which is like, well, you have an idea, you go out and you make loads of money quickly with said idea. So I had that same problem. I thought it was all about the idea. It's not like the idea is important. I'm not saying it's not important. It's more about the execution of the idea. You could, you could do the most boring business that loads of people have done. But if you do a better, uh, it, you, you do it in a better way, you can be successful. I'm not saying going to overly saturated markets on Amazon. I'm just saying in general in life, that's something that's, that's doable. So coming back on this then, why do people then want a quick return? It's because we have that idea that like I can have an idea. I can, I can have an event of money. But behind every event of money is a process. And people have to understand that. And we're not fed that story by the media because mm-hmm. that's not sexy. It's not exciting. Yeah. It's boring. You know, person was um, up late in the evening after their job, finding their products on Amazon and launching them and putting their own real money into that. That's not very exciting, right? So that's why I think we have this problem. And certainly in our space, I tell people, if you want quick money, in my opinion, the only way to get fast money uh, is that you have a high income skill and you go and offer it to a business and you help them make more money. Like that, that to me, I don't think there's any other way. Maybe like you get lucky with an investment or something like that in the stock market. But again, if you had that money, post-tax money, you'd be a moron because mm-hmm. uh, you'd be paying <laughs> a lot of tax on that, right? So yeah. like, that's the thing too. You got, like you said, there is a language here. We have to, we have to help people understand that because I didn't know any of this stuff. So that's the problem I feel we have in that regard, yes. Fantastic. So this moves on to, right, so in terms of helping people with building their businesses on Amazon, yeah. what, what do you do for people? What is your offering to them to help empower them? Yeah, so the big thing we have that's different to everybody else, a number of things. The first thing is that, like, we're you're partnering with us whenever you come in to learn from us. So, like, yes, we'll teach you how to find products and everything, but we want to have it that our members are using our freight services, are using our translation services and all of that. So how, how can we win? How can they win? It's by helping people find the best possible products for their business. So we spend loads of time on product research. And my YouTube channel, it's mostly product research because it's our belief that when you have got, got the right product, which is low in competition, doesn't mean there's no competition. It's lower in competition. And I can talk about some numbers on there for you uh, and all that. So low competition product, it's easy to sell. It's obvious what the product is. It's not like a bento box where there's a billion different bento boxes and all different kinds of things. It's something like, you know, tomato, tomato steaks, mm-hmm. which are like these little steak things that help you grow tomatoes. <clears throat> Very clear what the product is, right? Not saying sell tomato steaks, everybody. I'm just giving you an example. So um, what we do is then we teach people how to go onto Amazon and how to basically find these lower competition products that are profitable, that there's a gap in the market, meaning like you can come in with a better listing on Amazon, better photography, better uh, bullets, titles, etc., along with a better offer. So don't just sell, say, the tomato steaks. Sell a little accessory that can go along with that because you know people are growing tomatoes. So what's a little thing I can bundle in with that to make a better offer? Mm-hmm. Llama having a better listing and all of that. So at a very basic level, that's what we're looking at. Then just to give you, and I'll come back to the research in a second just to give more on that, but just to give you a little bit of a framework that we work off of. We work off of something called a rule of five which basically just means if you've got five products that you sell on Amazon, uh, you sell them in five different Amazon markets, not just say in Amazon.co.uk, in multiple Amazons at the one time, 
And again, you can use FBA in multiple countries. So you don't have to have warehouses. And again, we've got the warehouses to mm-hmm. help you import the stuff. Mm-hmm. So five products, five countries, five sales per day per product per country at an average net profit of five pounds, five dollars, right? So we usually work in dollars with a global audience. Five by five by five by five over a 30-day period, it's $18,750, pounds, whichever currency you want to work in, net profit before tax. And a lot of people get excited about that because it's like, whoa, it's only 20 grand. That's amazing. It's only five products. And we tell people, well, like you're multiplying the markets you're selling and you're not just selling on one marketplace and you're making a small number of sales in a number of markets at the one time. And we've just seen for our members and ourselves, that's been a really cool thing because we don't have to get involved in selling hyper-competitive items then we only want a small number of sales per day in each country, you know? And that is an average. Certain countries, you might sell 30 a day of, of it and not very much in the others. It's an average. That, mm-hmm. But the whole point is when you make your product available for global sales, you will sell a lot faster and you don't need to get into really competitive spaces. So then coming, uh, coming on a little bit, some people might wonder, well, how do I get it in front of the customers and stuff like that? And really, it's just a case of when you've done the research in the right way, you then look at the keywords that you basically are going to put in your title. That's how Amazon knows what your product is. You got your you got your information and your bullets and your description. Amazon understands what it is. And so Amazon will start to show your product to people who are looking for those items. And secondly, Amazon has a little platform where you can pay Amazon a little bit of money to basically get on the front page of that keyword. So mm-hmm. if it was like tomato steaks, I can pay Amazon a little bit of money to put my product as a sponsored item on that page. As a whole, that's really the process and the framework. And uh, the devil is in the detail. And it really does come down to uh, when you're researching stuff, there's some rules that we look for to say like, well, if there's uh, like, we look at the bestseller rank is one of the big thing we do on Amazon. So like that tells us how well a product is selling. It also gives an indication of the size of the market. So if you're looking at a product in the US, we're happy to have something less than 50,000 in most of the big categories. I know it's a bit specific, but just to give people a way of thinking, it's like, if, if, if we're happy to see a product that's 50,000 or less, well, if we only see two of this type of product, two tomato steaks, right, which you'll see a lot more than that, and let's say there's one is 42,000 in home and garden, and the other one is 32,000, we would determine that would be quite a small market because it's, it's closer to 50,000. It's making sales, but not that many. Mm-hmm. It's very hard to be exact. Like I, We couldn't say it's making three or four because it's constantly moving all the time. So really it's a case of we look at the BSR spectrum as we call it. So what's the spectrum look like? You know, is there an opportunity in this market? And from there we're basically able to determine whether or not there's the you know it's too competitive or whatever the case may be. So I know it's a lot in there uh, Peter but I wanted to give you a good sense of what we do basically. No, that's great. I mean because I think <laughs> I understand what you just said there and I think it's really just boiling it down to very simple basic business principles or a simple yeah. plan yeah. five by five by five by five so it's not huge something very yeah. simple that you can break down and you can you can systemize pretty much to say yes. right if you do this 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 should get you somewhere and obviously yeah. as things start to grow and things start to change those numbers might actually get bigger but at least it gives someone a starting point and a foundation to begin with so it's not as though you're taking in all of this information and you're lost and you just don't know where to be in. Because I think yeah. oftentimes that's what people face. They just feel overwhelmed with, oh my God, where do I start? Well, that is it. And like when I started on, like I, I was like, what, what would I sell? Like, where do we even begin? 
And uh, and most I've been I have been through so many courses. I'm constantly going through other people's stuff to see is there something there that's better than what we have. And I'm telling you, like every course I've ever been through, their product research is so bad. Like it's like they just give you like these random rules and like you know it, there's no clarity whatsoever as to what you should be selling. There's no reasoning. We've tried as best we possibly can to to break it down to a bit of a science, you know, and uh, there, there is some gray area in there for sure, but it's as close as we can get it to, this is what you're looking for, you know? And uh, I would also say with all, you know, even with our research strategy that we have, like we have it sometimes that people, they bring in a product that we would not say is what we would call an approved product. We would say, ah, looks a bit too competitive, but they still have success with it, you know, because it's such a big platform that, you know, and I'm not saying you should just sell anything, but I'm just saying like, sometimes like even people, they go outside of our rules, they still do well, but it still is important to have rules. It's like in investing, obviously, like, yeah. you know, you have to have rules in place. And yeah, you can have an outlier that you're like, that thing's going to tank or whatever. I'm not going to invest in that. And then it does, it goes on and kills it. Like, I mean, you know, a good example of that, I'd say over the last couple of years, probably Tesla, you yeah. know, it's like it got <laughs> mental and yeah. people weren't sure, you know, and now it's, probably going to take over the world you know yeah yeah no i completely agree one thing that i always said in my guides is research is absolutely key yes. you're not going to go and buy a company if you don't know what that company does or how they're making money or what they're trying to disrupt or change or a problem that they're trying to solve you're never going to buy any company blindly you do your research to understand right this company is valued at x in one year two years three years four years time is the value likely to increase because of what they're doing? And I think the same principles apply here, but only in a business sense, essentially. Well, it's a very, like, I mean, when you're investing in a company, as you just said, and I love what you said there, because it's true, you're buying a portion of that company whenever you're buying the actual uh, stocks in them. And obviously there's stock share options and everything else, which is for another day, I'm sure. But, you know, like, essentially you're buying a piece of the company and you're right, like, that's the way you have to look at it. And same thing here, like, you're investing in a real asset, but it's something that you you ultimately control. Obviously, you don't control a big company unless you're Warren Buffett or something. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, uh, but it's cool. Like, and, and again, I think just even from a very simple number standpoint, people can see with our methodology, it's simple to do, it's possible to do, and it is profitable as well. Uh, but certainly there's a, you have to go through the right process and uh, and that's that's the key, you know? So for you guys, with the people that you've worked with, and I think the listeners will be interested to hear this. And this, mm -hmm. I asked this question knowing that it feeds into that whole narrative that we spoke about before in terms of how yeah. quick, how quickly does can this happen? Sure. So in your experience, how long does it take for people actually to build something that, that you would deem as, I, I wouldn't say sustainable, because sustainable is probably the wrong word, but something that yeah. is workable, that would actually work, that will bear fruit? Yeah. Well, we've seen all, like we've thousands, like nearly 8,000 students now. So we've seen all kinds of different results uh, from people. Like I've seen the guy, Peter and um, Rich, uh, they're on my YouTube channel. Uh, I actually need to do an updated interview with those guys. You know, they started with us, uh, well, 2017, end of 2017, they started. And so it's nearly three years later, but like it took them time to get in stock, which I'll talk about. But, you know, they're now at the pretty much million dollar yearly revenue level now, uh, two and a bit years later. I've seen other people then get to doing 100,000 in revenue and again, about 30% net profit in, in a year. I've seen other people take it take longer. I think across the board, there's a few different numbers I can give people. And the first one is when you come in, uh, depending on your level of work ethic, going to take you about a month or so to get used to everything that's going on. 
and to identify some decent opportunities. And we do have things like coaching and all, which really helps speed people up massively because they get personal help. That's not for everybody. Uh, but anyway, for most people, a bit a month to do that. Let's say you found a product and you got your samples and everything. It's going to take you a bit of a month to get that item produced. That's just how it is. And it's going to take you about another month to get that item uh, imported with a little bit of change on top of that. So it's going to take you about three, three and a half months mm-hmm. to get launched. And then typically what happens with most products is some kill it. Like I've got loads of examples of people like launched five days ago. I've sold a hundred units already. And other people who took a little bit longer. I think in general, what people see is it starts slow. You know, it takes a little bit of time because there's millions of items in that catalog. It takes time to bed into the system. Amazon have this process called their audition process where they show your item to a certain number of people to see how it performs and things like that. So sometimes you pick up a lot of sales at start, then it evens out, then it goes back up again. So usually it takes, you know, a little bit of time there, maybe a month or so to bed into the system and then about another month to get some more traction. So all in, like, you know, if you launched multiple items within about six months of or so, uh, but six to 12 months, you could be in a really solid position depending on how much you invest in your business, mm-hmm. right? I've seen that uh, time and time again. Uh, but again, like if you look at all the case studies on my channel, there's been people who have said, I did nothing for a year because I was just terrified and that was all on me. Uh, so, so it really does depend. There's no exact uh, you know, answer to that, but I'd say like given the, what I've given uh, your listeners, it's a good indication of time, time lengths. There, you know? no, I love that. And thank you for that because it, sure. it is reflective of, I think, Again, we live in a society where people think they can do very little work and get returns. And it's like, well, no, it's the effort that you put in essentially that will pay off. Um, So I do appreciate that um, as well. So I was going to ask something then, and I wanted to kind of just ask very, very briefly, if I can come back to my head right now, was... (laughs) um, What was I going to... I should have written this down because I've been writing them down as as we've been going along. Um, What was I going to ask you? It was on the... um, it was on the numbers side of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I might remember remember it a bit later on. I'll, I'll edit this bit um, out and no stuff problem. like that. Okay, cool. No That's problem. fine. Let's jump onto something else. Um, sort of in rounding up, pretty much almost on there. So I'm I'm keen to know um, how do people actually join your program? What's the best way for them yeah. to get going? Because I know that I've got one of the guys in my private members group who's thinking about looking at Amazon in the new this year. So how yeah. do people contact you guys and actually join? Yeah, so the best thing I always tell people is there's two two avenues. The first avenue, marketplacesuperheroes.com. And there's lots of free training on there and stuff like that. You can definitely check out. Uh, the second thing is our YouTube channel. Go have a look at the videos. See if what I'm saying makes sense. If it doesn't, no problem. But I believe it will. Uh, check out some of the research that I do so you'll get a feel for what we do. That's enough for you to identify whether it's something you want to take further. And then basically from there, um, you know, you can, you'll get it. There's links and I'll take it to free training and things like that. And you can join away. Uh, you can also, yeah, I think they're the best ways actually just to go that way. Cause I always like people looking at the free content first, seeing if it's for them and then going and checking out the, the paid stuff then, you know, but it's really yeah. not expensive. You know, it's yeah. like, yeah, it's, it's minimal. It's like, you know, two quid a day or something yeah. i'd say on average it works out that you know yeah i know and i will say that the youtube channel i when i watched a few videos in it it got me hooked for a while because you you talk about the products and the research <laughs> and you talk about the photography and stuff like that and yeah, yeah it's yeah. little things like that that people probably don't even think about like actually if you're going to sell a product it needs to look good because on amazon there's so much on there well, how yeah, is yeah. it going to stand out and yes you're going to do the keyword research and the rankings and all this kind of stuff but the minutiae the little things really do matter and make a big difference. 
Yeah, and, we, and, the, and the, for anybody listening, just so you know, we do all of that. So when you join, we have this thing called our ecosystem. So it's like our software where you log in, you can see all the different things we have available uh, and we things like photography. And we basically charge very little for those. And the photography and stuff we have is unbelievable. We do all of it in the UK, actually. Uh, we're going to get a US base for it soon. But it's, it's real people we employ to do these things for us. We don't outsource everything like most people do because it sucks. Uh, it's awful. Whereas we actually have our hand on everything. And yeah, that definitely uh, costs us a lot of money, but you know, it's better and we're in here, we're in it for the long haul. So that's what you do, you know? That's actually good to know. So essentially you've, well, you pretty much have everything in house then to help people yeah. really kind of. We've like 60 people on our team, just so you know, like 60 uh, doing all kinds of different things from coaching to services and everything in between. So like we, we put a lot of, we put a lot of money into this. Our staff though is very high. <laughs> Fantastic. Now, this is this has been a really, really good conversation, Stephen. I do appreciate you guys, uh, you coming on here and actually talking through this, because I think Amazon FBA for many people is like, I'm going to do Amazon FBA because it does have that representation. But you have tried, you've helped demystify some of the the myths and the confusion and the misinformation that I think is out there at this point in time. And I know that, you know, if you're listening to this and you've come into 21 knowing for a fact that you need to do something because you learn from 20 that you cannot just rely on one income stream and this is an option that you want to explore there's lots of free content so go and check them out on youtube i will leave links in the show notes here for you to access um, them um, so please make sure you do check them out if this is up your street go on the journey educate yourself see if it's something that works for you but again as always, it is about researching. You have to put time and effort in. Nothing in life comes easy. I think we need to get out of that mentality, that that train of thought that we can just put our feet up and money just rolls in. I have so many horror stories. I had a horror story on um, Instagram yesterday, 25 grand with a with a trading company because he was promised we could probably make you, you know, 50 grand from this 25 grand. Gone. Money gone. Like, <laughs> this is what happens. So please yeah. research, do your due diligence, um, and go and check, go and check Stephen and, and the Marketplace Superheroes out um, and see if they can help you this year generate some additional income. But Stephen, thank you so much for coming along. I really do appreciate thank it. Oh, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. I know how much effort goes into building all these things. So thanks for putting on such a great platform. And I really appreciate such a great interview. You know, like uh, questions you've asked today are really, really good. Got me thinking as well. And uh, yeah, thank you for giving me the opportunity to speak to everybody here. Appreciate it. Thank you. So guys, um, this is the podcast for this week. Um, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me. There'll be links in the show notes. I'm going to link the books as well that Stephen's mentioned in the show notes. But until next week, catch you later. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, be sure to check out other episodes and share with the people closest to you. New to investing? Check out Peter's course for first-time investors designed to give you the foundation you need. If you prefer one-on-one coaching, book a complimentary discovery with the man himself. All links in the show notes.